This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back to the Ops Authority Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Gingrich, and today we are introducing a new series for you. You're going to hear these episodes every now and again, and they are going to be super enlightening for where you are in your journey. This series is going to be co-hosted by our Director of Coaching, Amy Lochran. She'll do an introduction here in just one second, but this series is called the DOO Download. So it's perfect for people who are interested in becoming a Director of Operations. And of course, as usual, it's very, very good information for any operator out there, anyone who's considering becoming a DOO and also our Certified Directors of Operations. This is going to be a frequent episode where you're going to get the wisdom of two DOOs who have been there, done that. We'll be dishing you the DOO download on common questions that are popping up from our community. We hope you enjoy this conversation and promise you that you're going to learn a whole lot in this process. If you have questions that you would like for us to answer, send them over to podcast at theopsauthority.com and you will likely hear those on the next episode of the DOO download. Alrighty. We are excited to make this happen. I would love to introduce you probably already. I trust very much so that you already know Amy, but in case you don't, I would love for her to introduce herself here and then we'll jam on some questions that we've got today. Thank you so much, Natalie. I am so excited for this series. I think that it's something that hopefully everybody enjoys because I mean, even just today, we ended up riffing on a couple questions before we started recording. As Natalie said, I'm Amy Lochran. I'm the director of coaching here at the Ops Authority and support the women as they go through not only the program, but then also our delivery staff. And I've been in the online business for over five years now in the operations space. And I am just passionate about everything that we do here as director of operations and really what we're bringing to the online world. Yeah, I love it. So Ladies, you've got two DOO, certified DOOs here, obviously, (laughs) and we are taking these questions from our community. So we're going to dive into the very first question today. And that question is, how much time should I take to focus on my business while balancing client work? So our directors of operations, all and operator service professionals, we all have client work that is going, but at the same time, we're either looking for new clients or maybe we are up-leveling and changing some offers around, but there's always a constant balance. And, and this is probably going to be a theme that we come back to, whether it's client balance or personal life balance in the midst of building a business. But for today, how much time should I focus on my own business versus the time that I'm spending in my client work. So let's go ahead and just take that question, Amy. You know, I think this is such a great one. And I think that it's something that's relevant at all times in your business. When I hear it, I think about really like, how are you dividing your time? For me, it's about what would you do weekly? Because if we try and look at it in too big of a scale and it's like, oh, this is what I like to do every single month, it'd be easy to pull away from it. And so I'd probably say about a day a week would be a good recommendation 
just because whether you want to say, you know, I'm going to save Tuesdays to be the day that I work on my business alone. That's great. If you can do it, if you can time block the whole thing, but sometimes it's just like, what does it look like for like first thing in the morning before you really dive into your client stuff, then you can always save like a piece of what you need to do for your business and kind of carve that away to make yourself a priority. Yeah. I like that ratio of one to five, assuming you're working five days a week or whatever that looks like for you. And I totally agree. Sometimes, you know, at different times in my business, especially when I was doing in the client delivery piece, or that's what I was selling to people. Sometimes it was easier in my schedule and easier in my life to take one day a week and it would be Mondays or Fridays. And that would be the day that I would focus on the growth activities I needed inside of my business. And then at other times when maybe my personal life or the kids' schedules or something like that were were getting a little bit heavy, taking a whole day out just didn't work. Or I just got burned out on it. Or I found, Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure that this is not atypical, but you know, when you set something, just like you said, when you set something so rigorous over time, it's like, eh, maybe I won't do that on Friday. And all of a sudden Friday becomes a free day when it was supposed to be the day that I was working on my business. So when I started to see that happen, I changed it up a little bit. And whether that was just kind of my mojo at the time, whether it was the kids schedule that was indicating this or just the energetic change that I needed, I started to do like an hour or maybe two hours a couple times a week. But I do like the recommendation of like one to five, making sure that, you know, at least eight hours out of a 40, I'm I'm using these numbers. You can adapt them to how many hours you work in your business. I have generally always worked between 30 and 40 hours in my own business. So those numbers make sense to me. I'm your latter counterpart. If I give myself an entire day, like just to be like, oh, this is all Amy's business all the time. I legitimately will end up being like, you know what I should do? I should drive to Costco. Like that's really what's going to benefit me instead because all of a sudden it's too much for me to have that. And when I learned that quickly, because when I first left corporate and came home and was like building my business, the free time was something I'd never had before with young kids. And it was like, oh, I can go to the grocery store in the middle of the day. Look at me. Like I might as well have been like spinning, dancing circles through out the grocery store aisles because I was so excited about it. But instead being able to schedule like two hour blocks and then do like co-working and like a mastermind or with peers to hold me accountable. That is where I found the sweet spot of being able to do that like weekly, daily, where business on like my own time on business really started to thrive. And so I think that whichever one is right for you, you have to kind of test them out, but it's the amount of time that's really important, like where you get the most action. That was actually a really good suggestion, Amy. You mentioned it in passing, but it's a great tip for those of you guys that are listening. Sometimes it is hard to sit down and like carve out time. So utilize what Amy, the idea that Amy shared, probably didn't even know she shared it, but finding your peers and your friends and just setting up a co-working time. It's as easy as getting on Zoom and saying, this is my intention in the next hour. This is what I plan to do. It could be writing emails. It could be creating graphics. It could be packaging up a new offer, whatever. I mean, there's, we are never short on things to do, but take that idea that Amy shared, which is to co-work with somebody. And it literally is as easy as getting on zoom. What am I going to be doing and being quiet and getting to work? But you do have that insular community and support and accountability of just getting it done during that hour. I find that that can be really a hype, like a hyper productive way to getting some of the things done that we are naturally resistant on. All righty, let's move over to the next question. The question or statement and question is, I had to take a break from client work for a short amount of time for some family reasons. How do you suggest that I get back in the game? 
So most of us are building legacy style businesses where we are building, we're leveraging the natural skills that we have. We're putting together an offer. We're selling that to people. We're not doing mass marketing because we just need a few good clients to have us shine where, where we're good at and bringing in that income into our family. And so, because a lot of this is centered around our legacy, our families, our, you know, life events, all of that just tend to, as life happens, it, they pop up and sometimes they take us away or even completely out of business for a while. And I have certainly been there as well. And when you do that, you know, we have to adapt. And, and that's part of the reason why we're building the business that we're building. So if you have been there or you're fighting that feeling right now, I want to tell you that it is kind of normal and you have a lot of options during that time. In this particular case, this gal had to step out completely from her client work. So now she's back in the game. The family situation has changed and she's ready to go. So anytime you're getting this, and this could be like getting back in the game or just elevating your game, I would suggest you, and it sounds so simple, but my number one suggestion is to start having conversations. I feel like a broken record saying this, but the easiest way to create a sale or get somebody to become a client is to talk to them. It makes sense when I say it, but if you're like ready to get back in the game, you're not going to be able to sign a client without having a conversation. So I would reverse engineer what that looks like for you to get on a call with somebody. What are the activities that you're going to have to do to actually get them on the phone so that you can get back in the game? What do you think, Amy? I completely agree. I mean, I think something that happens in the online space is we get really comfortable in like what we see happening, but for like the people who are the forefront, the visionaries, the CEOs, and it's really shiny, right? With like the, what does the grid look like on Instagram and how are people showing up and like webinars and things like that. But as operators, the people who are like the number two and the back end, we thrive in an environment where we're supporting and guiding and strategically bringing people to the next level. We can't do that without talking. And we can't do that without showing someone that not only do we understand where they are right now, but we want to support them to get where they want to be in the next phase. And so that really does come down to a connection and an understanding through conversation. And so to be able to just have those conversations and to show someone where you really do shine is the most important thing you can do. And it builds from there. The one thing that did pop up for me with this though, Nat, is when we take a break, depending on what happens, I think the best thing you can do in this situation, because I've had it happen, is how you handle taking the break. And so there are emergencies that pop up. And if we have control over it, just for everyone that's listening, would be guiding the experience for people that you're working with now to let them know, like, do you think you might be coming back? Can you prepare people for the chance that it could be a week, six months, a year, so that you do have the option to come back in and say, hey, this situation is over. Just curious if there's a possibility for us to work together again, but you haven't burned a bridge. And potentially, even if you couldn't work with that person, they might have a referral for you at this point. And so that type of communication is also just as important because even though you could be going through something that is, whether it's devastating, time-consuming and everything, we're still always keeping communication lines open with people who have entrusted their business their time, energy, and money with us. And as much as we can do that, I think it really does pay off days, months, years down the road for us. Yeah. Thank you for looping back to that. That is so true. In my own business experience, it was about, I think three or four years ago, my mother had fallen and broken both of her wrists. 
And she is, I mean, she's obviously my mother. I'm 45 years old, so you can do the math. She's not necessarily a young whoopersnapper. She had surgery on both wrists. She was in the hospital, extended time in the hospital, and she's a single woman. And so she doesn't live near me or my sister. And of course we are her care providers in that situation. So at that time in my business, I think I had like six or eight clients at a time you know, I wasn't working with them, all of those clients, you know, in a large capacity, but there were still eight different businesses and brands that I was taking care of. And innately, I feel very responsible for, you know, at that moment when my world feels like it's crashing and my mom cannot use her arms and it, you know, it's just, it was a really big thing. Think about what you cannot do with two arms. It was, it was a lot. Everything. Yes. (laughs) And I will let your mind wander with everything because... (laughs) And she's an independent woman. Like I cannot even imagine. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was definitely a very hard time. But when I think about it from a business perspective, like I was, I felt really responsible and I felt there was a part of me that just wanted to duck and hide and just kind of sneak out and be like, nobody will ever miss me. And I'm just being really honest. It really felt like a time where I just wanted to sneak out and just kind of forget about everything because my priority was so my mother that I really, there were even moments where I was like, I don't even want to have the conversation with people. I just want to bail. And that is not me at all. Like I know that that is not me, but my life felt so overwhelming. And of course, in due time, literally it took a couple hours to kind of process. And for me, naturally operator, like to create a plan of how me and my sister were going to do this. And, you know, luckily it was summertime. So I could kind of take my family down to my mom's hometown and take care of her. But, um, it did, it came back to having good conversations and some of those clients I rolled off and just said, you know, I'm going to have to terminate. Here's my life circumstance. Here are some really good referrals. I had already started to build this DOO community. And so there were people that I was able to say like, Hey, you know, I've got this other person who can step in. Some of those people stepped in for eight weeks while I had to take care of my mom. And in some of those relationships, we terminated them in other cases, one of my biggest clients was so understanding and said, Hey, can you give me 10 hours a week instead of, you know, 15 hours? Are you able to give me like partial time? They adjusted their expectations of what I would deliver. And the business just kind of slowed down a little bit while I was, you know, focused on my mother. So there's a lot of things can happen. And there are a lot of options. That first option that I shared with you guys, it wasn't an option, really. It should not be our option what I was describing to you was really ghosting. Obviously that will be the never be a good option. And the option that I would support any high level operator, anyone at any level Mm -hmm. to do, but I understand the fear around it. I understand the escape mechanism of just like peace. I'm out. (laughs) I don't want to be here. I need to focus on this. And that happens for me during crisis because you start to really want to protect just yourself. So thank you for looping us back there because you know the question today was how does how do we get back in the game but something that happens to and it will happen to us as small businesses whether you're a solopreneur or even at my size of business with a very small business still but still having a team around me i mean when crisis comes up we all have to adjust and it's how do we deal with a launch or how do we deal with our client work there's still going to be adjustments because we are a very very small tiny, lean, and maybe even a solopreneur. So thanks for kind of shifting us and sharing some wisdom on best practices of how we step out when we have to step out without burning bridges. That's the last thing you want for your reputation. The online space is just so incredibly small. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your brand. You owe it to your legacy Mm -hmm. to be the best version of yourself in those critical times. Can I add one more thing before about the, how do I we suggest someone get back into the game? This is something that 
because you brought up the online space in particular is very small. I have had so much fear in multiple decisions in my business. Like if I do this, how will it impact? Like there's so many things that can happen. Getting back in the game, I would encourage anyone to not have fear around this because if you do have to take an entire break and say you shut things down for, like I know lots of people kind of shut down for the summer, right? When the kids come home, guess what? you've done this, you've gotten this far and you know how to do it. So if nothing else, you are able to come back having known what worked for you the first time and what didn't work. And you have more knowledge and expertise to be able to come into this and say, you know what, taking all those pictures and posting them on Instagram was kind of a waste of time. I didn't get any clients that way. Or maybe you were able to get clients because you showed up and gave expertise in someone's Facebook group. And like, there's just so many things that you have learned. And so if nothing else, you're coming back in with a confidence of knowing like how you made it happen the first time. And so you'll be able to get back in the game so much faster. And once I realized that, that if catastrophe strikes and I were to lose all of my clients tomorrow... I know that I was able to get here from five years ago and I'll be able to figure it out a lot faster this time. So I I totally subscribe to that. I'm always (laughs) like, you know what? If Helena Handbasket comes my way, I know because I have already built what I have built I will mm-hmm. no doubt be able to build it the second time a whole lot faster. <laughs> yeah. So it might be a little bitter in the beginning, but like we've yeah. got the grit down. And I yes. say that for everyone who's yeah. ever had someone that trusts in you to pay you money and that you found something that you love and are good at doing, like you are capable of doing this. It just might not feel good in the beginning, but bootstraps on, here we go. And yeah. you're in the right community for that. Yeah. Not only that, you're literally born. Like one of your gifts is solving problems. And I know we, it's a lot easier to solve other people's problems, but you're a problem solver. You know, you do have those project management skills that lead you to being an excellent problem solver and opportunity seeker. So just a little pep talk for you. I will say that's one thing I really do love because all of these questions do come from our DOO community is in our alumni group. It's one of my favorite things because people do share about like, here's what's going on in my business right now what would you all do here because of X with this client? I'm thinking about making this move. And it's so supportive for the women to say, I've been there. Here's what I would do. I love the fact that you are amazing at this part of your business. You should lean in here. And that type of thing is really great because like you said, sometimes we have a hard time seeing our own strengths and our own problems, but to have a group of women who understand exactly like what your expertise is, because we are, we're the second in a lot of businesses And so you don't see that publicly. It's awesome to experience and to know that there's someone who can kind of come alongside you and work with you when you're trying to overcome things. Yeah, I love it. All righty, friends. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the DEO download. This is going to be recurring. So we're going to have many of these episodes that are going to be coming up in the near future. Remember, you can submit your questions at podcast at theopsauthority.com. And for today, I want to leave you guys with the opportunity to check out the DOO program. You can go to directorofops.com, take a look at what we offer, look at the curriculum, the way that our program is structured. We have had a, a lot of success and continued success in certifying over 300 women to become the next best versions of themselves by leveraging the skills that they innately have. Thank you all for hanging out and we will see you guys next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com 
where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.